0: you unlock this benefit with the key of patreon beyond is another dimension a dimension of thought a dimension of speculation a dimension of mind you're moving into a land of both waffle and substance of things and ideas you've just crossed into the podcast zone well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Trekking Through the Twilight Zone We're still going through all of our little twists and turns And as always, I'm being joined by Julian Darius Julian, how are you doing? You okay? Uh,
1: I'm doing alright I wish for us to have a good episode
0: Yeah, well, we're going to be talking about The Big Tall Wish uh, This was an interesting one It's about a sort of uh, an aging fighter um, Who is going to try and make a comeback uh, and has had a tough, tough time of it, about to step into the ring, and just when it's all going wrong, he's lying on the canvas, a small boy makes a wish, and switches around, so he's no longer the one on the, ca- on the canvas, his opponent is, and the world sees him as a champion, and he's ready to make his comeback, but these wishes, they only last if you believe, and because <laughs> he and because he doesn't believe, it doesn't last, so Julian, yeah, what do we think about this one? Yeah, I don't like this episode, um, I I just don't like
1: it. I don't like the Peter Pan wish that Tinkerbell Bell is, is mm-hmm. alive and and whatever. I I just do not like that. I, the boxing thing could be interesting. <clears throat> you know, it sort of reminds me of Matt Murdock and his father and stuff. But but then I find myself thinking of you know other stories that do this better. I will say that Twilight Zone's so white. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah this is an interesting sort of um i don't know there's something about this that as it started you know because you get you the thing is there's some relationships in this that i was like that's interesting Mm -hmm. so you you get the fighter uh what's his name um i forget but he's this aging fighter and he has he has like a
1: relationship
0: that's it and he has this relationship with this young boy and he's sort of like a mentor like a father figure for him because uh, and you know it's not this this completely innocent like you know he, he's not trying to come on to the mom he's not trying to do anything it's literally just he has fallen into this sort of father figure sort of role to this boy within this tenement building and so that's i was like, okay great so we're going to have this thing we're going to have this this exploration of this relationship It's going to be based around this and then obviously when he goes boxing <clears throat> and this kid making this wish and instantly, I was like, "Well, they've known this kid for years. Has nothing else ever happened where they're going to start questioning this wish? It's just now. And if he can wish, why are they living in this crap hole?
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Like, it seems really bizarre. Like this kid's only using this wish on other people. Like, because I assume it's this kid's power. Because there's no third party put in. There's no third party here. Like you, you said, Tinkerbell, but there's no sort of like." you know, uh, angel figure or mm. any, any other genie or anything like that. It's literally just this kid grants his wish and he seems to know the rules about it. <laughs> <clears throat> so I don't know why he hasn't been like, I'm going to grant a wish so that my, me and my mum can live in a fantastic house and have this and that. It's like, it doesn't seem to work. Um, yeah. So I was, it sort of falls apart for me quite quickly. This episode does. And even though at the end of it, like, I was expecting sort of, again, for it to twist and to be that the adult figure was like, no, you have to win fairly or there has to be some sort of consequence that you can't wish everything away. Nope, never gets addressed or nothing like that either. So it's, um,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, the end of the episode is just that you get old and sort of give up on believing in magic, right? Yeah. Except... Magic is real in this universe, which is so regressive and so so silly. I mean, I'm not opposed to a story involving magic, but it's a, a central premise that magic is real and we just don't believe in it enough is so uh, offensive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it just it makes no sense. and and I found myself thinking, like, if that's your point, are all kids magical? Is this really just this one kid and just all of us used to believe in magic and, and make these wishes? I mean, some people still do. It's called church, but...
0: I think this little boy, uh, he's got The Shining, and uh, he grew up uh, to go work in a... Uh, <laughs> work in the kitchens at the Overlook Hotel. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, I like how you, you're working this into
1: yeah. the uh, Stephen King universe here. <laughs> yeah
0: it came into my head as i was like, i was, exp- was so, cuz th- this is and, and, and i know that sort of uh, king in particular has been guilty of this and accused of it is that sort of like the mystic um you know the mystic black man or you know black person sort of like you know magical black person figure yeah and, and this episode seems to be like the epitome of that of like here's this little boy and he seems to have all the rules a kid knows all the rules about you know this wishing power but, but like, no one else seems... It's never come up before. Yes. And it's never sort of, like, you know, he's never had to explain it before. Um, well, and that's the key thing, is that
1: it's not just that it plays into the 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 so-called magic Negro, mm. but that also he's not... The kid is not only magical, but he knows those rules as if he <laughs> is... I mean, that's such a part of this trope, is, you know, as if he is this sort of sage figure. Um, I mean, it's interesting that... Um, I found, a, you know, Rod Sterling, uh, said that, um, you know, television searches for new blood. It's overlooked a source of wondrous talent, the Negro actor. And e- even though this seems like, I mean, it seems remarkable that this is mostly an, an all black cast, mm-hmm. but, uh, this, <laughs> this episode, um, and a few others that use black actors, were considered so revolutionary that the twilight zone was awarded a an award for outstanding contributions to better race relations in 1961 wow. like it must just blew people's minds <laughs> they're like you know oh my god like all the main characters are black enough
0: <laughs> episodes do you know what that didn't even cross my mind watching this i was just like oh they're gonna tell this this is gonna be the story of this neighbourhood, like, this perspective, like, it didn't, it didn't cro- even cross my mind, and that's, I suppose that's a good thing, in, you know, that we have come a long way, that that, did, like you say, I wasn't even thinking that, like, oh, it's an all-black cast, like, yeah, there are shows that do that, and it's fine, but, like, yeah, I, wow, okay, So suppose it's 1961, it's a very different world in there, it's just, you know, you're talking 60 years ago, so, wow, fair enough.
1: Yeah, it made, I, I noticed it immediately, I was like, and, and then my immediate response was was to think, oh, we really should be... I, I think we probably have noted it a couple times, but we really should be noting every single episode. Like, this is not a very diverse cast. Yes. <laughs> you know, over and over.
0: Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, as we go through, waspish would probably be even, you know, an expression. You know, it's not just white, it's waspish in some cases. Um. Yes, the, the the thing with this thing about though is is um, is it even to say it is it's a diverse you know this obviously is a black cast. It, I would say it's you know you it's not particularly an ethnic story. It's not it's it's not trying to tell like an you know like an African American story. It's it's more of a... This could be this could be any um, any any cast any group, but it it, it is interesting that it doesn't sort of focus in on that. Um, but it's more it's more but. I don't know maybe I'm now looking for something like the fact that like you know and again I'm going to tread very very carefully on here but like you know it is a single woman it's just it's, it's a single parent and it's in this sort of like you know the, the neighborhood is um you know they, they comment on the fact that it's not a great neighborhood and this other stuff so there is that part of it um and that's not to say because there are you know, there, there are other episodes where they'll do it with other but you know with white characters and stuff where they'll have them in sort of like crappy places but yeah, that's interesting really.
1: Um, Well, it's interesting to me that they're clearly poor and in a uh, bad neighborhood, right? But what's interesting to me is, I mean, the the previous episode is about a murderer. And basically there are three main characters beyond the bartender in that episode. There are two murderers and a scientist that we know nothing about (laughs) who is really stupid, apparently. Um, And in this one, there are really three main characters but what's interesting is they're good people, mm-hmm. and I think that you know obviously this should not be a shock, but just the depiction of a black man who is a I mean okay so he's a boxer that was one of the more accepted professions uh, for black excellence it has mm-hmm. always been sports right in a in a racist culture, um, but he's depicted sympathetically. That kid is depicted sympathetically. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And in fact, he cares for people in the building, you know, who he's not related to. Um, And it's a very wholesome depiction in in a very sort of like warm, you know, they're just like us kind of uh, feeling. Like you can imagine people in 1960 going like, oh, you know, those black people, they they were really nice. They they were just like us. They they live in a tenement, but you know, they you know they they take care of their neighbors, and you know they're good people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm trying to think of it in that perspective, and it is it would be bizarre to have that mindset of like, oh, this is different. Um, there's no mammy character. There's no like, you know, no,
1: yeah. Not to say that that this should be the standard of inclusion or something, yes, but no.
0: you, know, you could see this going in other directions where. But again, it comes back to thinking like, what's the point of the episode? Mm-hmm. You know, again, again so, you know, the the cast are actually very, very pretty good. There's a, there is a, the, 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 I don't want to call it the showdown, but the discussion between the little boy and and Bowley towards the end is interesting, because you know, when the what the wish does, it does give Bowley this confidence where he now believes that he is the one that won the fight, and he's like, no, it was me. I'm the champion. I was the one that did this, and when the boy's like, no, it was a wish you know, it sort of comes down to this thing of like, well, not really. There was this magic and you, but you have to believe in it, but you also, by believing in it, you have to acknowledge that you didn't do this. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting.
0: And that's quite an interesting thing of sort of like, as as an adult it's like, I don't want it's, I can't believe in that. I have to believe in myself Mm -hmm. because that means I have to, I have to accept I had assistance and it was from this magical thing. And I think that's quite interesting that because the, 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 the kid's like you've got to believe that you've got to believe, and he thinks he's doing the right thing, but weirdly he's actually by doing that and you know giving um, Bowley this this glimpse of being the the you know the winner, but then telling him well you didn't really do it on your own mm-hmm. sort of undercuts him sort of stuff and sends him back so. It's this interesting. It's, I like the idea of, but like the rest of the episode doesn't really go into It's Just this final conversation, I, I really like, of being an adult and having to sort of like. There is this thing of of asking for help or acknowledging help, of like having to show that you have to you have to stand on your own. You have to be a man. Um, is is kind of not heartbreaking. It's not. It's not done well enough to be heartbreaking, mm-hmm. but it's it's definitely I empathise and sympathise with the character to this acknowledgement of having to say in this world, yeah, you know, I I have to prove not just to myself, but to others that I did this on my own. And then to acknowledge that you had help, it is, is, can be difficult. So I, I like, I kind of like the ending of where this goes. I think that's a really fascinating point. I think
1: that in my viewing, I, at least this time through, I didn't really, I didn't really see that because I saw, um, um, bully as so humble throughout, right? That he knows he's probably going to lose. He knows he's washed up. He stares at the mirror and sees all the scars and he knows that he fell down. He, you know, breaks his knuckles and he still goes out there and he knows he's going to lose. And I just thought he was such a humble sort of pitiable sort of character that when he defies the kid and says, no, I did it. I <clears throat> I was great out there. There's definitely ego involved, but I sort of read it as a more of a sort of rejection of the magic theory. Rejection of <clears> the <throat> kid's wish that sort of causes him to retreat into his ego. <clears throat> but, you know, not to hang too much weight on this episode, which we both agree isn't, isn't amazing. But... And I I don't think that this is necessarily intended, but if we dovetail this with the fact that this was a a racially um, progressive uh, episode, there is this thing of like, I mean, how do we read that wish? Right. There is this way in which, like, it's not a wish to escape uh, the circumstances but it's a but it's a sort of wish for pride. If we yeah. see the black boxer as an acceptable realm of black excellence in nineteen sixty, then this is a wish for this good guy in your tenement to have success, you know. And and it and it's not underlined like you're going out there for all of us African Americans, you know. There's no moment like that. There, there's no bell hung around this but but i do think that it's interesting in that context and how that wish then disappears right like we're stuck here <clears throat> but then you know but then in other ways you know you can also read it as you are about his ego sort of getting in the way and and read it as maybe not as progressive as, well, as we it, might
0: Well, no, i wouldn't say e- ego is probably his ego yeah but i'll say dignity Mm. It's, it's the moment that for me The moment when he walks home, when he wins Or when it's wished and he wins And he walks home and everyone's like, you know, jeering him up And like, yeah, well done, you know, you're the man It's less about ego, it's about dignity He feels like he can hold his head high Like he's been humble because he's been humbled Like life has humbled him And then he gets given this moment where everyone's like Actually, no, you you were, you know, you did it uh, You Rocky Balboa'd this thing You know, you, you went off and you stood it and whatever and then for some kid to be like, oh, well, no, you didn't. It's I think it's less about ego. I think it's fear. He's like, I don't, I can't, I, you know, you, I had this dignity. I had this moment of self-worth and it's now going to get taken from me. Like it's fear to me. It's not less ego, more fear. Like, you know, like I had something and I'm terrified of going back. However, it's not like, you know, like so we're never shown this ego because when he does lose, he has to face the consequences of that. He still goes back to that apartment He still goes in and sees the kid and he's still that sort of trying to be that good mentor figure. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so it's, you know, it's not about, you know, we can still be good people and have these moments where you're like, you know, dignity, dignity isn't always about winning. It's not about being cheered. It's about doing good things. And the fact of the matter is, if you really want to take it to his natural conclusion, he didn't win that fight. He lost the fight. He may have lost the respect of some of those other people in the neighborhood, but that kid, is going to remember him. He's going to be a better person for having Bowie in his life. And so that's a good moment to end on. So, you know, it's, it's not the best episode, but there's some, there's some interesting stuff to sort of take from it.
1: No, I agree. And, and I think that, you know, uh, that sense of dignity ties in with not just poverty, but also race, you know, mm. and, and having... Um, and it ties in with uh, um, visions of masculinity, too, Right, A a feeling that you, you know, have something to be proud of. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end, I don't know that it comes together, except in that way that you say that it, 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 you know, I don't think it's good enough to be heartwarming, but as you said, but it but it is close, right, Mm. especially at the end Um, and especially thinking about that boy and how what a difference having this sort of father figure make in his
0: life. This is another one of those episodes where, if this was sort of like 15 minutes longer, mm. you could explore some of those relationships before and after the fight, and it would be a lot more interesting. And I think it's too much compacted into a short time and because you, you lose something because of that. But um not a great episode, but still, you know, an interesting one. Um, not a terrible one. Any final thoughts?
1: No, I, I'm good. I. There's a, there's a great essay that we're, we're close to writing about yeah. this episode, but we're never going to do it.
0: Yeah, two white guys writing about <laughs> <laughs> the ethnic dignity of 1960s America.
1: Yeah. Um, Which
0: yeah. we know
1: nothing about on so many different levels. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, anyway, thank you very much, ladies for listening, and I uh, hope you'll join us on the next episode.